1: Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger,
0: fresh for everyone. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com incarwifi in-car to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
1: The Around the NFL podcast is working on its beach pod.
2: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room. My God, there's so many heroes in here. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, Maron. Connor Orr and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, all the boys? Hey, Dan. Hey, Wes. <laughs> uh, a surprise appearance. We're very happy to have you in here. We didn't know you were going to be on the show until about, I don't know, an hour before taping or so. And that was a that was a pleasant surprise, we must say.
3: Yeah, I had a few things to take care of this morning. I've got some appointments to go to, but uh, I had a window there in the afternoon. Why not come in?
2: Um, your trip to Tybee, as we understand, was a, uh, a rousing success.
3: It was glorious. Uh, the paramour came with me, her first trip to Tybee, and within a half an hour said, I can already feel the love. Everyone mm-hmm. here is great. Uh, she's walked away with friends for life. What did she think about her new
4: uh, nickname, the First Lady of Tybee Island? <laughs> I don't think they gave that it's one what to they're her. That's they her. That's what they're calling her. I,
2: you know, I don't want to you know, cross a line here but Wes is a very emotional time for you a very serious time and the Paramore has just stepped up to the plate now you're going on you know a trip to Tybee that went extremely well <laughs> this all seems to be <laughs> trending towards a uh new year's eve engagement ring <laughs> let's just be Whoa. honest let's be honest let's put all our cards on the table she's not going to be listening Why why not throw that out in the middle
1: of May? Why not throw that out into
3: (laughs) the public sphere? I I'm not one to usually stand on ceremony. I can't see myself as a New Year's Eve just because there's a holiday (laughs) kind of engagement. New
2: Year's Eve cracker jack box engagement
3: ring at the bottom of the
2: box. Here, honey. That's West to me.
3: I would say things are in a very good spot right now, and um, you know, she might have been looking at a few places on Tybee for events in the future. Whoa. Whoa.
2: I think Yeah.
3: Yeah, all right. In fact, I'm gonna go let's let's break
2: it out because the ATN uh, insider sniffed around this and it looks like he hit he hit on something here. Let's be honest. Inside, 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 hands, hands, hands. For the
0: truth,
2: go to the
3: <laughs> So you didn't you didn't have any sources on this, it was just your instincts taking
2: it. Sometimes journalistic instincts can carry the day. I like the triple source typically. But sometimes you just oh
1: yeah, you triple source. All Everybody the time. likes
2: to triple source. I, I sniff around and and I started poking, and that's how some of the great as we're seeing in Washington right now, mm. some of the great journalism is about following a hunch.
3: You're like the Jim Gray of your time. I mean, you
4: this is, it's a big time for for us and. And uh, you know, you're and in nice also, trip also, also, but I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> this is really big for Dan because yeah. let's be honest, it's been drier than the Sahara out there for the ATN insider. He hasn't been coming up with many scoops lately.
2: Here's the thing. you don't have to always be scooping. Um, I could ABS always be scooping, but you need to hit on one every six months or so just to six keep months. everyone. Sharp. Keep yourself sharp.
1: I'm not going to say this was your Watergate, but you're <laughs> you're creeping closer.
2: Wes, we're so happy that you're here and Connor again with us as well. Connor uncomfortably close to me, uh, but at the same Is he time, looking at your computer. Yeah, no, he doesn't because he respects my personal space. <laughs> um, but you, no odor. You, you're you're, I hope you're not. clean. You're showered, obviously, and and
3: I hope it's the same way going back the other. You're
1: direction. surprised by that. That's it's a nice that's situation. Troubling.
3: I got to say I'm I'm jealous of Connor's beard which is not only full but not a gray hair in it. Yeah. I don't know if that's entirely true. I I might have gotten rid of a few of them this morning, you know. Wow. It's also very
2: well kept. I I was surprised when I saw Connor cuz he's he's tightened the hair up top a little bit and then a, a well manicured beard has come in and I'm I think it probably bumped you up easily uh, at least one uh, n- numeric spot. I'm um, maybe one and a
3: half. What on the hotness ranking? Yeah.
5: Which is incredible to me because it's all preventative maintenance for like balding and weight gain. You know, like, but hey, I'll take, hey, it take, a, take a compliment. I'll, I'll take the moderate bump while I can get it. i also
3: push up your, a point or two on the real man ranking.
5: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. All right, today's take show, uh,
2: so much to talk about today. Uh, it is, you know, it's the middle of May and not a lot to talk about. And, and what's going to happen, though, is there's going to be storylines that are going to be run into the ground. Um, all throughout the spring, into the summer, perhaps even toward, you know, the fall, right up to week one. So what we're going to do, we're going to um, nominate, uh, each of us will nominate uh, one storyline, player, team, I don't care. Nominate something you just want to wish into the cornfields, if you will, and it, it will never be brought up from now until, you know, training camp, week one, whatever.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That part's – t- that's nice.
2: Yeah. It just
1: disappeared. The rest of the group. That, well, well the rest of the group It's what you wish you could do. Oh, I, thought, oh, we no, were, no, I is, thought we were committing to not discussing that topic. Again. We that would love be, to. That'd be right. Beautiful. But we can't, you know, say, like,
4: Juju Smith-Schuster, you're oh. gone for the next two months. Then what if he's big time in the news? You can't just ignore well, it. Well, we commit to it and we <laughs> don't discuss him. We can't ignore Juju. <laughs> we, are,
2: we are not uh, – Juju will be on the radar – if he is in the news. But, yeah, each of us will go around the horn and uh, send one storyline just into the ether, which will be fun. Uh, also, um, we will, you know, Connor's here. Connor's last full day here in L.A. Uh, there, I, there's, there's rumors about a trip to a local watering hole after this podcast. Uh, but, but before any of that <laughs> happens, we have to play one of the, the most important games or one of the most important uh, segments, uh, I should say. On this podcast, it's Are You Kidding Me? We tried to get Kikongo in studio with his axe. Couldn't make it happen, but, uh, you know,
5: we got we got the soundboard still. Try to be nice and full. Full yeah. Are you kidding me?
2: Uh, but before uh, that, let's do some news, and to do that, we say hello. Yes, there might be a first lady of Tybee Island uh, uh, but we know that there's a first lady around the NFL podcast. She is new money. Hey guys, I really
0: uh, do like that first lady business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
2: it's a it's a w- such a title of respect. I think that's w- why it, it feels
4: good. Right, you're like you're married to the game. You're married to the podcast.
1: I think that's along with has, that's new money's husband. blooming materialism, you're now saying that you have political ambitions. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was yeah. saying this
1: before the show. The the Mark Sidney,
4: he is surprising and delightful. Enjoyable. Yeah.
2: I think it is really every producer gets on Mark's sonar every once in a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, we go back as far as TD. I mean, that was almost a blood war. Uh, but the, the fact that, that Sydney <laughs> could also uh, arouse Mark's uh, anger, that, that is.
1: Well, the onus perfect. is on her. I don't view myself as having any responsibility in this.
0: Okay, let's do some news. Connor Orr joins the crew <laughs> and raises the intelligence level.
2: And then he predicted the Browns to go to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's, I that's was cornered. Avocado, or, or you can handle right there.
2: Hell yeah! LeGarrette Blunt has a job. Good for him. He escapes the Patriots clutches with a one-year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Rap Sheet reports that the deal is worth a max of $2.8 million. uh, This is the same Gary Blunt that led the NFL with 18 touchdowns last year. He's 30 years old. He uh, gives the Eagles, um, Greg, uh, something they needed. Uh, So not only is it uh, good, a relief, I'm sure, for him that he's off the market at a, a nice little rate for a one-year deal, but also he's going to a place where he looks like he's going to have a defined role.
4: Yeah, I think it's a big role and a, and a big need for them. We just talked about it on Monday that this team had moves to, to make, whether it was going to be a trade or now we see a, a veteran pickup because they had three guys in Wendell Smallwood and Sproles and Pumphrey that are kind of third down, smaller type of backs, and now you add garrett Blunt to the mix and you say goodbye to Ryan Matthews. It's kind of been a un- unsaid thing this offseason that Ryan Matthews I believe will be cut when he's healthy enough uh, to pass a physical but he apparently had no future with this
1: it sounds like Howie Roseman obviously listens to this show or at least (laughs) listened to Monday's show because it's exactly what Greg mentioned about Philadelphia's gaping hole where they were on the roster but we've seen this before LeGarrette Blunt goes to a random team in Pennsylvania flames out by midseason and gets back on New England (laughs) by January to rush for four touchdowns in the AFC Championship. Probably will happen again.
2: It's a bad job by the Giants, I think. I feel like he would have been a good fit there, too. So not only do you not get Blunt, maybe they didn't like him, so it doesn't seem like a loss to them. Uh, But he goes to a division rival, and I could totally see Blunt having a three-touchdown game at the Meadowlands in November.
3: Totally see it. Does anyone else not think LeGarrette Blunt is an upgrade on Ryan
4: Matthews? Well, Ryan Matthews I don't think is going to – I don't think they trust his ability to play football anymore after this neck injury is 30 years old. But I I agree. It's not a huge – I don't think it's a huge difference if you had a healthy Ryan Matthews.
1: When he's been healthy, he's had some great tape over the last couple seasons, but it's, 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 it seems like all their beat writers are saying he's out
4: the door. It's almost like people are discounting LeGarrette Blount a little too much for being on the Patriots. I know he's not a, even a factor on passing downs at all, but he was a very valuable player to two
3: championship teams. Like oh, he, he was a key. He was a key to their team. No Jeff Demps, but yes. I mean, you can overemphasize the 18 touchdowns last year, but prior to that, for the five seasons before that, he averaged about 600 yards and six touchdowns a season. He's a role player, and you use him when you have a lead and to kill a clock and short yardage, and that's what he'll do in Philadelphia. He's also always
2: kind of struck me as the type of running back that gets hot which probably doesn't yes, make any sense. Absolutely. But he'll, like, go through phases where all of a sudden he looks like the uh, uh, D- Jerome Bettison is prime, and yeah. he could carry the
3: wins. So he carried the Patriots, to playoff wins in the past.
2: I think it's a nice pickup.
3: Nobody kills soft defenses like LeGarrette Blunt. Come That's on. Good. He owns the Colts.
2: Here's the good news. There are a lot of soft defenses in the NFL. Uh, let's move on. Derek Carr. God, we love Derek Carr. What a player. What a talent. What a humanitarian.
4: A lot of potential there. I mean, a great wiffle ball uh, pitcher too, as you pointed out on the end around. On the post. end
2: around, writing, doing important work over there. He is. He throws an incredible cutter that would make Mariano Rivera uh, green with envy. Anyway, um, Connor shaking his head, seeing how the sausage is made, and he doesn't like the taste. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, just stupid. Tell the <laughs> truth, man. <laughs> Derek Carr um, <laughs> wants to wants to get a long term contract done with the uh, Raiders. Uh, before training camp. That has been his stated desire. But there has been no significant communication between his agent and the Raiders within the last uh, several weeks, according to two sources familiar with the situation. This is coming from Mike Silver. And Carr is heading into the final year of his rookie deal, making a little less than a million bucks. Uh, Connor Orr, uh, a former
5: beat man, has, has covered contract impasses in the past. Read through the tea leaves on this one. I'm not trying to guess who anyone's sources are here or anything like that, but I I, I hate how dumb this is. Like when, when stuff like this happens, just because it, if you don't hear from the team for two weeks, all of a sudden, you know, someone's gonna be like, "Well, we're upset that we don't have this done. It was supposed to be done t- yesterday." I mean, it's gonna get done before the season. They're not gonna let a top ten quarterback get unhappy and slide away while the franchise is moving to Las Vegas. Just wait, and uh, you know, it, it'll happen. Why do we have to have this like uh, this little tit for tat war for for no reason?
1: Like newsflash, I'm frustrated with the rate of my incoming raise, <laughs> and my agent is upset. Except I don't have an agent or a company that wants to give me a raise. Join the club, Derek Carr. Not everybody gets paid when they want to. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: Although you listen, and I speak for everyone in the room, uh, Derek Carr, irreplaceable as a high octane franchise quarterback. I I know the radars the Raiders are not um, gonna mess this up. I'm not I, if I'm a Raider fan. This doesn't even make me nervous. Mark Sessler
3: also
1: yeah. E- I, I, what was the second part of that <laughs> statement there? Well, I, I, you know, a random area, you know, white yeah. who occasionally writes football articles, easily replaceable.
2: <laughs> <That's, laughs> Low octane. It's a hard it's a hard truth that we all have to swallow. But uh, this will get done. Connor's right. It's dumb. Just relax.
4: But he's he's due the the. the Amount of money they paid him last year and whatever he's scheduled to make this year is the best bargain in sports. That rookie contract for a great starting quarterback. So you could see if you're in that position, getting a little antsy. It's ridiculous. He's making like you know a fifth as much of as Menelik Watson did last year. And Maybe by right. by
2: July or August, he'll be making twenty five million a year. Yeah, and if he's not, and if somehow this breaks down, they'll put the tag on him, and he'll make twenty million. Uh, next year and if they still can't figure it out to put the tag on him again and it'll make 25 million the year after that and then they'll eventually sign him worst case scenario like three years from now
1: he ain't going nowhere no, I, we do not need this to go on for three years we don't we do not
2: <laughs> moving on uh colin kaepernick still without a job and now uh there is some real potential smoke uh connecting him to another team we didn't bring this up on monday because it, it felt like malarkey but in the but in reality, there might be something here. Mike Silver reported that the Seahawks did reach out to Kaepernick uh, about uh, the possibility of him signing on to be a backup to Ru- uh, Russell Wilson. And uh, Michael Bennett, one of the most uh, prominent Seahawks players, uh, said on 710 ESPN that the quarterback would fit in in Seattle.
0: I think Kaepernick get an opportunity to be on our team will be really cool, really, really a good space for him because, you know, you have a coach like Coach Carroll who's up for challenges like that. You have an owner who, who understands and gives back to homeless. You got you got players in your team that give back in the community. You got Russell Wilson, who shows. Our team is built around community, so this is a perfect place for him.
2: Wes, what do you think about the uh, the uh, idea of Kaepernick in Seattle? Does it work for you?
3: I think it's perfect. They have a very open-minded owner. They have a coach that's excellent at communicating with his players. They have players on the roster who have done far more offensive things than anything Colin Kaepernick has done. (laughs) They also have Jeremy Lane, who also sat for the National Anthem last year. And they have a very big need at backup quarterback, where there's Trevon Boykin, who's been arrested a couple of times, and frankly wasn't very good behind Russell Wilson last year. So you bring in Colin Kaepernick, who can be one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league, and Daryl Bevel has shown that he can work with a quarterback who has a similar skill set, not the same skill set, but a similar one. Tarvaris
4: Jackson was the backup there too, which is, you know, another athletic quarterback who they liked around. I mean, Trevon Boyk, it's a little weird that the Seahawks were so comfortable going with an undrafted rookie as their backup quarterback. It's wild to think, Putting yourself in 2013 you know, mode, that the two guys going back and forth in one of the more underrated NFC Championship games, Russell Wilson and Kaepernick would be teammates just a few years later. Like that would have been very it feels difficult like a, to
1: imagine. A, yeah, it's like a Connor or Madden creation at that point because the a intense rivals, and but when you're backup quarterback, who as Wes pointed out, is not. A true superstar and a developmental player that's been arrested multiple times this offseason. Bye bye. you go.
5: That would be the best backfield since my Madden, Josh, and Luke mm. McCown tandem, the, de- <laughs> the Deception Perception. That was the a big. De- wow. That's what they what were called was that? Yeah. What was that called? It was called the uh, Deception Perception. You, you don't remember that? Yeah. So. That was. The McCowns? That was big. Yeah, we would switch them out because. And just oh, accentuate yeah, the right. various strengths. You didn't know who was on the field. Was this a tribute to Matt Harmon? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I. I don't. I I might have borrowed some some things. I, I don't oh, know, I thought you know? he <laughs> borrowed it from you.
2: You borrowed you. Or are you saying that there's no like There's no litigation to to sniff around here. This was something you came up completely separately. I mean, I could pull the paperwork, and we could we could right. see where this originated. We'll have to reach you know? out to Matt, maybe. Because we your, might have a. This is a your situation. second
1: big story of the, of the show.
2: You're picking up on it because I'm sniffing around. Yeah, I can tell. Do you yes, want to so work under me as an
1: apprentice? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely <laughs> <do> not. <laughs> That's really the one that noticed your arm down. at your That, side was, like, that like, was that, like, that image. No that can. image is burned into my mind for the rest of time. <laughs> like you're going to pat him on the head, when he did something. right. He's your Igor.
2: Uh, <laughs> all right. Moving on. Let's just move on.
1: I'll work for a real news operation. Wait a second. How
2: dare you? We are the future of news. Uh, here is some interesting news. So Tom Brady, you know, he's he's indestructible. He plans to uh, play into his 40s, mid-40s, and perhaps beyond. Uh, and one of the reasons is because his health seems so great. Uh, but what we hear or what we read on the injury report isn't always what's actually happening. And we get a peek behind the curtain via his wife, Gisele Bündchen, uh, the supermodel, uh, who who talked about uh, Brady's issues uh, with head injuries on CBS, CBS this morning, uh, head injuries that we had never even heard about before. This, let's listen in.
1: As you know, it's not the most like, um, let's say, an aggressive sport, right? Football. Like he had a concussion last year. I mean, he has concussions pretty much. I mean, we don't talk about, but he does have concussions, and is I don't really think it's a healthy thing for your body to go through like a. You know, through that kind of aggression, like all the time, and that could not be healthy for you, right? And I'm planning on having him be healthy and do a lot of fun things when we're like 100. I hope.
2: Oh boy, Greg, let's throw, let's cue the throne of sleeves because the one thing that we have not factored in: Tommy might want to play until he's 50, but the wifey. This is a lot like Rocky 5. Yes, it is. That's the first thing that came to my <laughs> mind. Adrian said, you're not going to fight now. Rocky was brain damaged. I'm not saying Tom is that type of issue. Uh, but she might force him out of the game so he can live a 100 and lead a healthy life both physically and mentally.
4: Wow! Well, all I could think about was Tom Brady's reaction watching this. Oh, my God. Nonsense Ed must have on TV being like, <laughs> damn, will you just
5: zip it? He got another concussion just watching this video. Am I the only one that thinks this is like a total Brady black ops thing to
1: hmm.
5: backhandedly ding the NFL for their inability to identify concussions?
3: <laughs> it's, it's a, a return serve. <laughs> well, oxy war. I, I think the end result of this will be the normal Patriots lose a first-round draft pick Brady. <laughs> <independent>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the paranoia going through front offices around the NFL right now. Who? Knows? I mean, if you really list, broke down what
4: she was saying, you could have maybe made the case she was being – imprecise with her words. She's talking about previous concussions. Maybe in previous years it wasn't necessarily last well, I, year. Don't talk
2: down on the woman,
4: Greg. is
3: not Isn't this the larger issue that there are different degrees of concussions and we've been told for years that a concussion is a concussion, right. and yet some former players will say, oh, no, I've had like 400 concussions mm-hmm. in my career.
2: The, the Patriots have hit head, head injuries, but I'm not going to go after the Patriots because other teams are doing it too. Tom Brady has never been on an injury report in 15 years for a concussion and the if you think about it this is something we all kind of could have figured out even without her saying this of course there's been at some point he suffered at a, a moderate concussion you would think it had to have happened it's just the nature of the game but it does it is a reminder that you know the, i was joking around but this idea that the longer he plays you know the the head Anything is can happen. the real thing yeah. and who, it could take just one more where he decides that that is it because this might be a real issue behind the scenes for him.
1: Well, and one thing, I mean, I get that having her go on national TV and spout this was not uh, ideal for the Brady clan, but she is a concerned wife. And in concussions which we don't really see up close and personal, some of the people that describe what it's like over a month, two-month period, you are going through literal hell in your household. And if she's seen even a fraction of that, the concern comes out and it's much bigger than football when you've got, she is looking two, three, four decades down the road with this guy. It's well said.
4: And what Wes was saying about the grades of concussion, it kind of hammers home how almost impossible, like the NFL is in such a spot where if you really look at it at this point, they are doing you, it feels like about as much as you can possibly do to To make sure you're getting players off the field, that you're trying to keep them healthy, and yet there's sort of a point past that where I don't know what what more can you do. Like people are just gonna play through things and not say anything, and that's I don't know how you solve that.
3: Yeah, unless you checked every player after every play, how are you gonna how are you gonna do it? The league uh,
2: released a statement, by the way. Uh, which tells you that they're taking this seriously. We have reviewed all reports relating to Tom Brady from the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultants and certified athletic trainer spotters who worked at Patriots home and away 2016 season games, as well as club injury reports that were sent to the league office. There are no records that indicate that Mr. Brady suffered a head injury or concussion or exhibited or complained of concussion symptoms. Today, we have been in contact with the NFLPA and will work together. To gather more information from the club's medical staff and Mr. Brady, uh, the health and safety of our players is our foremost priority, and we want to ensure that all our players have and continue to receive the best care possible. Who do you believe?
1: Don't look at me. I'm not answering that question. <laughs>
2: Moving on. Uh, the Cleveland Browns have added a body to their secondary. Uh, Jason McCourty told NFL Network's Courtney Fallon he is signing a two-year, $6 million deal with the team. The deal includes $2 million guarantee the defensive back uh, said the team confirmed the move on Wednesday. Uh, Mark, that's pretty good scratch at this point of the uh, league year.
1: It is. I think the one thing, when it, whenever people talk about the Browns secondary, which has been an absolute disaster, especially at safety, I mean an utter disaster, that there's still this, oh, you've got Joe Hayden. But Joe Hayden has not been Joe Hayden in two and a half seasons. And so they need to just keep finding – Bodies McCordy knows Greg Williams' system. They played They worked together in Tennessee. There, are, I, I, Brian Body Calhoun had a good year last year. He, he was he was an, the guy that they came, sort of came out of nowhere for them. But they really don't have much at the position. So you why not add people? Why not add veterans? Well,
5: you this- like a Connor, don't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I got dinged a little bit for predicting that the Browns are going to make the playoff. That's oh, so I was going to say. Uh, this
1: is big news but, for
4: your
5: prediction. this is, you know, uh, every day we're kind of seeing a little bit. We're churning it forward, churning it forward. And, you know. Then well,
1: week one will begin, and we'll start to see it turn in a different direction. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, finally, uh, the uh, I want to give a shout-out to Brian Gaines. He's uh, been hired as the VP of player personnel from the Bills, and Brian Gain was with Houston. He was with the Jets. Connor, I'm sure you know him from your dealings uh, with the uh, New York Football Club of the AFC. And I do want to just say the reason I'm bringing this up is that Brian Gain is a Pearl River native. Grew up on Quake Lane in PR. Mm. Mm. He was my substitute teacher my senior year of high school.
5: Really? Really?
3: Yeah. And is he one of your insiders? No, your sources.
2: He's he's a survivor that to me, that's what he is. And we're not close. Brian and I, do we have that Springsteen music, Sydney, by any chance? We're not close, (laughs) but we share a bond, you know, and and that bond is getting out, Mm. escaping. So. You, you would have no problem if we
4: had him on the podcast and just asked him some factual questions about Pearl River. Mm, I like that idea. Why not? That'd be
2: great. I be. don't think that's a, a a terrible idea, but it's also, I don't think, necessary. Cause because
4: I, this whole coal town thing has always smelled a little funny to me, especially when I'm looking at the Wikipedia uh, entry for Pearl River. The nickname of the town is the Town of Friendly People.
2: Yes, that's not, what we are.
4: Well, coal... Colt, Colt, Coal business people could be not <laughs> friendly. All right. Furthermore, in 2011, esteemed site CNNMoney.com ranked Pearl River 78th on its 100 best places to live list. You know, it was on the top 100 places to live. That does not really sound like a, an other side of the tracks listen, kind of
2: scenario. I never said that, Mr. Martha's Vineyard. What I've always said is that we are a, a close-knit town a town that we help each other. We don't have a lot, but we have each other. And I just want to say, Brian, th- I don't know where our Springsteen music is. Uh, Sydney, what's going on with our Springsteen music? It's very important that I have my Springsteen music for this. Thank you. I, I just want to say, Bryce, we made it, kid.
1: <laughs> well, I was touching.
2: <laughs> this is more Neil Young to me. You're very sour. I understand, right? Just let me have this moment about Brian.
1: Let, I you, never, ha- let you have Brian's moment. Yeah. I grew up in Wilbraham, Mass, by the way. Is
4: not
2: it, You know, get in your, get in your strawberry truck. <laughs> Go get in your strawberry truck. Um, the look on Connor's face. <laughs> Elevate your underwear game to the next level with me undies. What is MeUndies? Ah! Just seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your door. MeUndies are designed in L.A. and made from sustainably sourced... Micromodal. A fabric three times softer than cotton. MeUndies softer than soft. Luggi undies. Come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous ah! patterns. So you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. And guess what? Uh, what? <laughs> you can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. And if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You can still save. That's because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, meondies.com slash NFL2017, and get 20% off your first pair. So go ahead, revamp your underwear drawer. You know why? You deserve it. Once again, that's com slash nfl twenty seventeen. MeUndies.com slash NFL2017.
1: Let me tell you one thing. Our house right now is absolutely under duress. Workmen have torn it to shreds, but you still got to do laundry. And yesterday, mm. walked into the home after work, and stacks of, you know, socks and underwear, and my two MeUndies underwear pairs were on the top of the underwear pile, and I thought, the weekend is here. Was there... <laughs> Time to are MeUndies
2: spe- ah! <laughs> specifically for the weekend?
1: I mean, that's just what came into my mind. Not always. Ow. I've worn them on a Wednesday, and it turns a very mundane Wednesday into yeah. a special time.
2: I don't think there's a bigger compliment than saying you save your MeUndies for the, the big days of the week, which is Saturday, Sunday. And that's maybe a Friday happening. night in a big spot. Sure.
1: I mean, it's they're very versatile in that way.
2: I continue to get people, by the way, that are saying, we love the idea of MeUndies. Get that individualized offer code, and we will bang, bang, bang.
1: The company is sitting on an absolute pile of money, and if our company would comply with our listeners' wishes, me undies would be absolutely soaring right now. (laughs)
2: All right, let's move on. Uh, We have an opportunity now to uh, take one off-season storyline and just wipe it. I mean, send it into the ether. Send it off to the cornfields. Wish it into
0: the cornfield. Please, son, wish it
2: into
4: the cornfield. Please. Is that even from?
2: Really? You don't know? Anybody else? Wes, I know you know. I have no idea. Wes! That Field of Dreams? It's a 1950s television show. I thought it would be right up your alley. Dragnet? I've never seen it. Nobody!
3: Anybody. I've never seen a 50s Connor? television show. No, the Connor, Munster. not you too. The,
5: the Munsters? I don't know.
3: Barney Rubble.
2: It's, it's one of the most classic Twilight Zone episodes ever.
3: The Good Life. Uh, I've never seen a Twilight Zone episode. Oh! I, have I can't sci-fi.
4: do the show anymore. Neither have I. That's something of a I story. mean, maybe you got to look in the mirror if you're the
3: only one that knows
1: this. It's a stunning reference from you. I, I didn't know that you had a lot of 1950s television.
2: <laughs> the, well, the watching. reason I would think that I wouldn't be alone, if you are from the New York area, every year on New Year's Eve, WPIX would run a marathon. Mm. and uh, this is back in the day when there wasn't a ton of options so as a kid I, I got into it my my dad loved it wa- growing up so I'd watch it with him and I'm pretty well versed on a lot of the uh the rod Serling classics
1: it's a good show I just yeah, it's, yeah. I you know
2: I thought it, I thought it left a bigger cultural imprint I, I'm surprised
1: well I don't know before really you're really your test yeah, case. We, we, yeah you know a lot of things pass the five of us but well,
2: Greg came out of the womb at 32 years old I knew I didn't I want to get him but give me
4: a break <laughs> no one was watching the Twilight Zone. <laughs> growing up <laughs> little kids
2: <laughs> anyway so here we go we're gonna wipe one uh season storyline away forever and uh connor you are uh our guest this week god we're so happy that you're here why don't you get us going wipe one away
5: uh i'm gonna say anything that has to do with um Adrian Peterson, and how good he's going to be in the Saints' offense. Like, you know, let's <laughs> uh, let's just wipe that away. I mean, Wes is starting to twitch next to you. Is this They're
4: inspired by, like, literally like an hour ago on our air, there was a segment about that.
5: Um, it's I, also the CP on our website right now, so I think I organically take things in and uh, and kind of use them to my advantage. But mm, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what a 32 year old power back does on a team that routinely goes eight and eight and misses the playoffs. This is going to be uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's light the candle. Oh, the fantasy implications! Whoa! Like, all right, have the Saints finally figured it out? Oh my God! So yeah, let's just. Let's get rid of that. Who cares, you know?
2: Now, Wes, you (laughs) you are of the belief that Adrian Peterson could be an all-pro this season, but Connor's also probably hitting on a point that you agree with as well. Adrian Peterson might be a good signing. It might still be a star, but the Saints are probably still going to be a middling team, right? So why would we get too caught up about who's the running back on a mediocre team?
3: Yeah, my... I usually fall back on the idea that everybody puts way too much stock in the previous season and forgets every other piece of data available, <laughs> which tells us that Adrian Peterson's probably a pretty good player. Mm. This That's segment cool. is already cathartic, right? And you can <laughs> you know
4: you can put a lot of stock into the last you know five seasons in New Orleans, and they haven't had a pass rush in any one of those five. There's no reason to believe that they have a pass rush this year, and thus why why would their season be too much different?
3: All right, Wes, you're up. Uh, I'd like to wipe away, send to the cornfields the issue that everybody wants to opine on and nobody can get right, the blackballing of Colin Kaepernick. I knew it, Wes. I knew it. I had it in my back pocket, and then when you showed
2: up, I said, I hope Wes takes this one and runs with it. Take it, baby.
3: Yeah, because everybody wants to put their politics onto Colin Kaepernick and then, look at him through that. nobody can get it right. Nobody can get the nuance or the complexity right. Everybody's just gonna keep telling you that he's blackballed as the
1: Seahawks sign him. <laughs> well, you picked the, it was the perfect show to bring that up because it's all becoming untrue. All those ideas people had
3: well, they were untrue all along, but nobody really wanted to acknowledge it
1: like there's
4: there's shades of gray in the entire discussion, which I think you know you you agree with, and it's tended to be. In either or argument on Twitter, either everything about it is all because of the stance that he take he's taken or it's the total opposite, which is which is that, you know, that he should he absolutely deserves like a a job.
1: And then somewhere in between. Well, the, the black ball means by everyone. Not right. by one or two or three teams. I, there's no question there are probably one or two or three certain amount of owners out there that said, don't need this, don't want it. But blackball means you don't work in the industry anymore because everyone's, everyone's come to the same feeling about you and they've discussed it with each other. And that, that seems impossible among NFL if teams. If
3: I never have to see again a tweet or an article that is trying to say that because Josh McCown got a job, Hell Colin yeah. Kaepernick should have got a job too. They are totally separate cases and one has nothing to do with the other nobody has any idea what Colin Kaepernick was asking for money-wise or role-wise but everybody wants to just assume that every basic white backup quarterback should not be getting jobs before Colin Kaepernick
1: I find it annoying also that Kaepernick and he he doesn't try to be necessarily super public about this has done some incredible work for various communities and it is completely ignored or it's quickly ignored be ignored because of this thing from last or season.
2: Yeah. it's what the work that he's doing, which is all great, is being twisted into uh, an evil uh, right. upon the NFL yeah. owners and the league in general where it's a more nuanced issue because at the end of the day it's about can this guy play, does he fit in with I the mean, team? And everybody's twisting. It's, I've had enough of politics, by the way, right now. Right. Too much politics in my life right. and I don't need to creep it into the game. I mean, there yeah. there was the
4: I think they were unnamed sources to Peter King that was like, you know, some sort of team, and I can imagine some team or team official saying this that well, they're worried that he you know he wants to be he's more concerned about being like a social justice warrior than playing football. It's like shut the
3: yeah that's front f up.
4: It's like you are happily welcoming in, you know, domestic assault. Uh, abusers, you're uh, you're welcoming in drug, yeah, people with drug problems. Like you're welcoming tons of people. People who don't take their jobs seriously whatsoever. Don't get precious but they're on talented. This. So and it's like yeah. okay, that's what's gonna give th- yeah, you. I ahead. think
5: Andrew Luck cares too much about his book club. So <laughs> we Should probably cut him too. I will, <laughs> I will go next. Um, <clears throat> the Bears. I will. This
2: is going on the cornfields. The Bears lying to us about their belief in Mike Lennon and what he can do for them this year and how what they did on draft day in no way reflects their belief in Mike Lennon and the all the training camp about oh Mike has a, a real chance to take this job and run with it. Don't want to hear it. Grow up, Peter Pan. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna buy into this. Don't tell me that. Mike Lennon knows the score. You think Mike Lennon knows the score in this? Mike Glennon knows the score so don't try to tell us a different score if if Mike Glennon knows the score <laughs> Peter, and, Peter Pan being dragged it? through the mud here
4: and right <laughs> can we cut that out and you can label it knows the score as the
2: sound drop <laughs> and Ryan Pace he's all proud of himself because he's introduced adversity into his old own building and we know my feelings on that you know it, it comes from outside the building mm. and yeah, I'll do it you know not you you're not supposed to do it so you know get off it don't now tell me that you believe in your eighteen point five million dollar quarterback. You banged him in the biggest spot possible. He's probably still sitting in Soldier Field wondering what happened. <laughs> nude. Dude, <laughs> nude.
1: Nude. <right>? Also nude.
2: <laughs> at some point, he, yeah, he lost the clothes. At some point. Mm.
1: I love that take. Anyway, I, I love you. it. None I mean,
4: that. I I'm sniffing a little something. Sub- I mean, you no, know, I'm not a you know an ATN media insider or anything. But yeah. I I'm connecting some dots here. Knowing that Dan's hero Mike Francesa is walking away reportedly from mm, the job sooner, no one knows who's going to replace him. <laughs> maybe uh maybe Hansus is putting some uh some little audition tapes out there live because that that was some CBS come at fran- me hot, okay. hot Francesa takes.
2: So the, the only way to truly get paid is a little bit of leverage. If CBS <laughs> wants to come with me, come at me with a, a several million dollar offer. Hmm. Well, let's see what Roger has to say. What would the name What's of the that? show be? mic up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, give me time to think yeah. about it. For now, I would just inherit the mantle. Okay.
1: I like the <laughs> idea of the NFL media paying any human being several million dollars.
3: Or the idea of Rod oh,
1: personally getting involved once Dan gets an offer. <laughs> <laughs> Rog's like,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. Let's slow this down. Give this man what he wants. What he is hosts this a podcast. around the
3: NFL podcast you speak of?
2: He hosts a podcast. <laughs> Pay him. All right. The Zeus is loose on the fan. Coming up next, <laughs> Greg, Greg, you're Greg. You're up. The Zeus is loose. Uh,
4: my storyline, and it could apply to many different teams, players, uh, and we talked about one of them just earlier. This show will be any sort of contract holdout discussions. I don't need to hear it. It's one of those stories, and Derek right. Har, maybe Derek Carr will be the version of it this year. There's usually two or three. It will be a near-daily update on where the status of this contract negotiation is. Like, oh, he's upset. It's going this way. It's going that way. Hey, newsflash, they all get signed in the end, and then everyone forgets <laughs> about them. Like, and everyone forgets about it the next day and moves on with their life because all we really care about is like how they play football, and we enjoy that and talking about the game. And yet they're, this time of year, May, June, especially July, ends up being a huge focus on can they get them signed to that contract in time. They always show up. They always come. Like That's the end of the story.
5: And if they don't, they'll show up by week one and play then. I think the worst part of it now, too, is fair teams have set the precedent last off season where they're releasing w- with the Chargers and Joey Bosa, they were releasing part of the contract details, the yeah. unsigned contract mm-hmm. details. Like he has this much on the table and he's not signing. And I think it's going to become more and more tedious as more attention. Mm.
4: This goes back to when, when I was at Roto world, I really would hate that. I mean, people don't know. Connor was once uh, people don't know. We go way back too. he was once up in Stamford, Connecticut as a Roto world intern about eight years ago. How about that? Did you take uh, advantage of
1: him? as an intern? I don't no, he he did Why a great did he, job. Was it, you, you hesitated there just
2: <laughs> Did you yeah, did you use your power and your position as a I was going to say I
4: can't really remember exactly what Connor did. I like I remember his presence, but
1: I wanna There are know, there are moments of time he don't he doesn't remember either. I'm yeah, very concerned. I want to know what you did to Connor. <laughs> that was the summer I turned oh. 21. I don't remember anything. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All I remember is writing about Javon Walker's holdout. For, oh, I think Javon it was De- Denver at the time, f- two times a day for about three months, and then, and then
1: one day he signs it, and I just felt like, what did I just waste three months? Ma- on? Ma- the Matt Forte holdout that went over, the, or not? It was just a contract talks with Matt Forte over two summers, highly tedious. They sure.
3: really left a mark on Greg over there. He's scarred <laughs> by Javon
1: Walker. It was, I
4: guess, it was Javon Walker with the Packers, right? It's like Greg's like Connor. Step
5: into my office.
3: <laughs> Greg didn't have an office. <laughs> no, I definitely did not have an office. No, he had
5: like ah! a, a cubby like two, <laughs> two yards away from me. And that's what he did. Did you guys like go out to lunch and talk about life? We might have had a sandwich at Esposito's. Yeah, once or twice. Yeah, yeah, we get along.
2: Okay, before we he go, left an impression. Before we throw it to Mark, let's pause. Uh, pause one moment uh, for a, a new segment. Really? And can... now another edition of Keeping Up with Bowen. today's uh, edition of Keeping Up With Mo Boringer, uh, a German <laughs> reporter or a Vikings reporter uh, working as a conduit for Dushland NFL on Twitter, asked what he can do this season to make a bigger impact in year two.
0: Yeah, just
5: improve overall as a receiver and special teams and just go on the field and
3: show something. Yeah.
1: And that was another edition of
2: Keeping Up With Boringer. <laughs>
3: That's the pronunciation you want to go with. (laughs) Deutschland?
1: (laughs) Deutschland? There you go. (laughs) A lot of listeners over there. (laughs) Not anymore.
2: Um,
4: (laughs) So there we go. Great job by Alex Fergola, our our talented voiceover artist.
2: That was. A silky voice. I told Frags, and this is a, a, a testament to her. I told her to turn up the sultry to eight and a half mm. and not one notch above and not one notch below. And uh, that's right where she was.
1: Yeah. It's good to have some MOBO back. I've around. told her many times, would you get out of this newsroom and go do voiceover work and make roughly 20 times more? Uh, what was her response? Refu- I don't know, remember the response. Was more <laughs> funny, <but> like <laughs> they, The conversation fell apart.
2: So across the summer, we'll keep tabs on MOBO. Uh, As he continues his journey from Germany, Mm. Deutschland, all the way to the Minnesota Vikings starting lineup. Was
4: this foisted upon you, this idea um, from shadowy league figures or something, kind of extend out this storyline into year two?
2: No, I I was more... (laughs) Feels plausible. I knew it was something that, you know, people are hot about um, in different corners whether it be in this building or across the pond. And now now we have an entire segment dedicated to the man.
4: Sebastian Vollmer retired, something that didn't uh, make our news, but happy trails to him. So it makes sense that a German
1: star needs to be replaced. There can only be one at any time.
2: There can only be one. All right, Mark, take us home. uh, Send something to the cornfield.
1: I had to write this down because this has been on my uh, sonar all day. Really since the Super Bowl. Is that more highlighter than your paper? Yeah. (laughs) Why
2: is there highlighter?
1: I'm just curious. It it helps me to read it. Gotcha. All right. I stood my ground in February. I said I would not report on this topic, but the man put a gun to my head and made me do it. Now I've had enough. What storyline would I like to wipe into the ether? Every news item related to the National Football Conference. Are you feeling me? I need the (laughs) NFC to take a near-fatal dirt nap until September. We get it. You're the NFC. You have 16 teams. Point made. You've effing hammered at home, NFC. Oh, look at us. Our conference was formed during the 1970 merger, and in 2002, we realigned into four divisions with four teams. We housed the dangerously boring Lions and Rams.
0: Dangerously Give me a boring. break
1: on the nicknames. How many Rams have you seen walking around Los Angeles? One? At most one. Probably none more like it. Take a nap, NFC. Take a long nap. I'm out. <laughs>
4: All right. I wa- Did you highlight "You Feel Me" on there? <laughs> yeah, what
1: was highlighted?
3: If you don't mind. What was that? "You uh,
1: Feel Me," boys. Or near st- fatal dirt nap. Effing <laughs> wipe into the ether. <laughs> yeah. How many Rams have you seen walking around Los Angeles? Seriously, with that—that's
2: a, that's a good point.
1: The one on campus, a couple. Of, a couple yeah, they, of brought, years. they
2: brought one here.
4: That's—I said
1: one, at that's... most one, and that was not organic. That was <laughs> they—that animal probably. What did he go through to be brought? Yeah, here? And the
2: chance that Ram's even alive at this point exactly. after the abuse it took that day.
1: I mean, it, it's wide ranging. <laughs> like the
2: NFC, and it's chained issues. in the sunlight for seven hours, so all all the idiots in our building can pet it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's been a hard episode. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh,
2: I include myself as one of the idiots, but, you know, a lot of idiotic petting going on. All right. You're no idiot, Connor. (laughs) You went to Syracuse. And uh, now it's time for yet another edition of the groundbreaking um, internet segment. Are you kidding me? (laughs) And you know, you know what the rules. Are. You know what this is. Bitch. This is Connor's <laughs> opportunity. This is Connor's big spot as a man. That sometimes it can build up within Connor. There's some anxiety that Connor deals with. We saw it before he did his live hit on NFL Network yesterday. He nearly didn't make it on television. <laughs> <laughs> Not an exaggeration. <laughs> and uh, the best way to keep Connor from essentially melting down. Uh, is to get it off his chest. So we we provide that for him with, or "Are you kidding me?" Here on the Around
5: the NFL podcast. So Connor, let it rip. I think uh, that we should completely do away with speaking of in the theme uh, these stupid faux literary whimsical Twitter bios that everybody seems to have nowadays. Take them all and burn them to the ground. Wow! Hello. Stop being creative. Don't stand out. Just fit in. <laughs>
2: Wow, oh, Cagando on lick. notice. What yeah. a lick. Tell us why this has got on. Is this
5: a new thing, or is this just always been on your radar? I, I think it's a new thing, but how annoying is it when, like, a new follow pops up and you check to see who it is, and it's just you, you try to learn, like, what they are, who they are, and then their bio is, like, raconteur, novice crime writer. Once in a while you get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right, you know? It's just, like, sh- <laughs> shut up and tell me what. Tell me where you work, where you live, and, like, you know, I, I don't care about anything else. You're
2: just an ordinary person. You're not special. Live with it. <laughs> <laughs> Rack on tour. It's
5: like a little CrossFit mom, beer snob. Uh, You know, like, come on. You know, like, who? Nobody <laughs> cares
1: if you're a beer snob.
5: Nobody cares at all. I want to know where you work, so you might be able to help me at some point down the line.
1: You pulled these from real, real accounts, I'm assuming. No, but okay. uh, you know, I, I didn't want
5: to put anybody on notice. Okay. But, anyway. but it would be very easy uh, to do
2: that just by clicking on any any Twitter profile. Uh, I think you know what. Sometimes I I take issues with some of your your rants. This one, it feels right. Feels right.
5: It's like it's it's like these AOL profiles from like 1998. It's like you want to throw like a ludicrous quote in there too while you're at it, <laughs> just, and and put them in different fonts and colors for everyone to see. It's
3: just be right like, back and change my Twitter profile. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stop appropriating other people's culture. But <laughs> <laughs> my, my thing that I don't
4: like is how that they often end with. And my most important job, dad to two
1: beautiful oh. girls. Oh, that was <laughs> on your radar. That's been on your radar <laughs> I get for a while, Greg. You know
2: what? And this is no disrespect if you're a listener to the show and that's your bio because I would say like 48% of sports writers have that in there. Yeah. You know, I don't put that in there, uh, but I don't feel like that it makes me any less of a dad, but it makes me feel like I'm not quite bringing right. the hammer down as a dad it's because –
1: like I said to Greg, it feel, it's, it's a little braggy. We get it. Right. Look, the assumption is if you're a dad – Hopefully, if you're a sports writer, you're probably not seeing his kids as much as you should. But that's every job. You love your kids, we get it. How about this?
3: Keep the family on Facebook. Nobody's following you on Twitter for updates Woo! on your daughters. Like Sit it.
5: down, be humble.
2: What else you got, Connor?
3: People get
1: inflamed.
5: <laughs> I mean, I think that there should be sort of a uniform LinkedIn approach to this. You Ooh. know, like let's keep this a medium for adults instead of some sort of a Twitter egg war politics junkyard you know let's 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 up the discourse put your name on it tell me where you work put your maybe your cell phone number if you want me to call you (laughs) and scream at you but you know not you know expresso mom you know (laughs) what does that tell me about you that's like you know (laughs) citizen of the world you know (laughs)
4: <laughs> I would I would happily Sinister listen to you just the read these examples for like five straight minutes. Please. This is an offseason. Please, project. if you have any
5: more, don't leave
4: any in your holster. You yeah, got any? <laughs> got any other tank?
5: Uh, it's, uh, oh, life moves fast if you don't look around and You know, like you know. <laughs> shut up.
2: God. Anything else you want to add, Connor? Or are you kidding me? <laughs> One of the great, or are you kidding me, ever, wow. ever right <laughs> Wow. Then? Yeah. It was inspired. Um, wow, Connor. I mean, you want to talk about going out on a high note. Yeah, I should just fly out tonight, to be honest. <laughs> 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 um, Connor Orr can be found. and Let's just check if you're a man of your word. While well, we're let's
1: here. look at his yeah. Twitter profile.
2: Uh, Better if there's there's probably exactly what I'm telling you. If there's like a Dave Matthews, (laughs) a man that loves his his beer, his wife, and his family. Connor Orr, a graduate of Daily Orange University, university is a reporter and Did you just change this? No, I swear it's NFL.com. So you're a man. Yeah, you're a man of your word.
3: You're a man of integrity. Interesting that you went with a third person on that. Ooh. Like
5: I said, this is this Uh-oh. is me a bit removing of a myself.
1: There. Uh-oh.
5: <laughs> I don't have to explain myself to anybody. You went with the old Facebook-style
2: status. <laughs> I will never get on anybody for going third person, so don't worry about it. But
1: you did go third person.
5: It's interesting. I, I feel like that's not a departure from the norm here. I don't think that's radical.
1: Some might disagree, but that's your take. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, while while we're here. I mean, if you look at your Twitter page, it does say the name
4: Connor Orr three times in a row, like one on top of another.
3: We call that branding. I feel like mine is four times. Mine's probably on his radar. Yeah, let's go around the horn. We'll start with Mark,
2: writer for NFL. dot com and member of the Around the NFL podcast. uh, Some type of floral or female body part image uh, emoji, and then Instagram Mark Sessler, and then beach body coach and a butterfly.
5: I don't feel like that's on my radar because those are the two. This is this fits my need. Tell me no, what you do. A, what do you do? I'm doomed here. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Wessling up next.
1: Not a female body part, by the way. Just cycling back. A <laughs> what second. what is it? It is it is a flower, uh, but not a female body part. Really.
2: <laughs> it's flesh colored and
1: yes, not- it is. But I just wanted to clarify for those who wouldn't bother to check.
2: Uh, Chris Wrestling, writer for Around the NFL, naysayer on award-winning ATNFL podcast, habitual line stepper, shambolic earthling, restless soul. Uh-oh, uh wayfaring <laughs> stranger, uh-oh, oh. Wayfaring
5: stranger. Uh oh. Oh, I should have looked at this. No, oh, I'm I'm, bad. I'm
2: deep in Connor's I'm, doghouse. I'm now. so sorry,
5: Wes. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I didn't read yours, but that's okay. Well, I need w- people
3: to know what they're getting into. Hey, we know Wes. When you get blocked, it's because I'm a shambolic
1: earthling. We know Wes, and he follows up on these things.
2: Uh, I have up on the- NFL.com's End Around guy, host of the Around the NFL podcast. Solid 7.5 out of 10 on the human decency
5: scale. That's creeping on. Yeah. That's creeping it's right on, on the edge. Guy. Yeah. Uh, it, it got bumped up recently. Well, that it was, was yeah. 7.2 for that a while. It's really
1: up? gone up higher. Was well, it because it? you
3: directed us to the league championship? <laughs> uh
2: it it hovers between 7.2 and 7.6. I never make an announcement. I just adjusted it mm. uh, based on my feeling about myself at that time feel like you had a good year. and I, I did maybe something, but that, that could be going down very soon. You had a new, another child, so that, that oh, should be
1: group-sourced.
2: That doesn't make me a better person <laughs> to have a child. I mean, Antonio Cromartie would be the Pope if, if that's how <laughs> things work. Uh, finally, Greg Rosenthal. I don't even need to click on this because it's so iconic. Football.
5: Oh, Connor loves also, you. Also on my radar. A bit. <laughs> oh, I mean, on the radar. I, come on. I wow.
3: mean, you
5: know, that that's a little like it's it's minimalist to the point of hipsterdom. Ooh. You know what I mean? Ooh. I, I mean that was
4: hipster. that was my that was my Twitter profile the day I joined Twitter back in the day. It was it was descriptive of what you can expect from this account. But I, do I know like what Connor's
3: saying though. Minimalist to the point of hipsterdom is. Pre- I mean that that pretty much sums it up perfectly. Greg got in before the hipster revolution.
4: Right? Yeah, you're you're attaching your own feelings now. Travel back in time to 2009. I'm just telling you what's what's happening. It's happening on that account. You're not going to get any of my personal
2: life or any any other uh, nonsense. No
3: tennis tweets.
2: Yeah, that's a different account, a shadow account that you. Have. <laughs> yeah, courts of thunder. We the once <laughs> we once found out. We saw. We looked over Greg's shoulder and saw his shadow tennis account. And uh, we all we went back to the desk and me, Wes and and Mark all pulled up the account and simultaneous counted down three, two, one and followed them (laughs) at the same time and never spoke of it. And uh, did you ever notice that? Did that ever get up on your radar?
4: Not for like, as far as I can tell, months and months afterwards. But yes. And then when I did find that out, I immediately deleted the account.
1: (laughs)
2: Uh, All right. Fun times, fun show. That's it um, for the Wednesday edition of the Around the NFL podcast. We will have another podcast, almost impossibly. uh, We'll be doing another one tomorrow. Um, So we got one more this week, uh, but this is our last show with Connor. Connie Fox will be stepping in uh, for tomorrow's show. But, Connor, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. For bringing bringing light, shining a light upon us.
5: Somebody's got to do it. Absolutely.
2: Alright. Wes, great having you. Keep
5: coming back. Yeah, I
3: don't I'm sort of up in the air for tomorrow, but we'll see.
2: If you're here, we'll love it. If you're not, you will be missed. Until then. This is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm. The mailman. Or are you kidding me? The old boss, a new money behind the glass. Till Thursday.